MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Jay now Sean Saunders, uh, CEO at Revix. Sean, appreciate the early morning time. I'm looking at a at a five year chart of Bitcoin at the moment, and 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 the, the, it's been under pressure. It was what seventy odd thousand, uh, sort of mid last year, down to sub thirty eight as we talk. But the bigger picture here is it certainly is lower. But what I'm seeing is that this is not unusual for 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 Bitcoin in particular, uh, crypto generally, to kind of move into these consolidated patterns. We had one just ahead of the, the pandemic where for about a year it traded at around the 10,500 uh, level point. We talk about crypto under pressure, but it was 10,500 just two years ago. Morning, Simon. Thanks very much for having me on again. I think that's exactly it, right? Within the crypto space, when in doubt, zoom out. And <laughs> you look out at sort of that longer term uh, price chart, and that's really what's got so many people excited about the space. Mm. It has grown faster than any other asset class ever. Um, and naturally, I think, you know, with sort of that, what is with Bitcoin, about 115 odd percent compound annual growth rate over the last five years. I mean, naturally, you're going to have a period where you see a, a rather big decline. And that's what we've experienced more recently. What's interesting to note, though, is you've had uh, near record amounts of Bitcoin and Ethereum removed from exchanges, though, around the world. Mm. Uh, so you had just this last month, 48 billion Rand. That's 96,000 Bitcoins removed from exchanges uh, and that's sort of like the net flow. So more Bitcoin re- being removed from the exchanges rather than going to the exchanges. And you had nearly 30% of all of the other tokens. So that's Ethereum's token removed from exchanges. And that's usually an indicator of accumulation, right? So um, both retail and institutional investors choosing rather not to hold assets on exchanges, but rather sort of hold them in wallets for the long term. And usually that's actually a bullish indicator. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting next uh, few weeks and months ahead of the world of crypto. Yeah, I take your point to that. And I, I have crypto and it doesn't sit in an exchange because I don't intend to trade it anytime soon. So it, it, it sits in a wallet nice and, and, and safe and simple. I did that, that's a fascinating stat. Talk to us a bit about your, your savings vault, which you've uh, recently launched. And we've seen some of these products sort of coming into the crypto space and, and generating some yield on what would otherwise normally be a non-yielding asset. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, I mean, the intention of Revix over the next uh, couple months is to really introduce savings vaults for all the different top cryptocurrencies. So that's mm-hmm. for Bitcoin, that's for Ethereum, that's for Solana, Polkadot, et cetera, et cetera. The first savings vault that we've learned, we've launched is a USDC. So that's a dollar-based savings vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, you can earn 9% through the savings vault. Um, and it acts very much like a savings account. I mean, if you had never sort of utilized our savings vault and you came to our platform, it's near identical to that bank savings account that you have where you get accumulated interest every single day. Uh, if you uh, utilize the savings vault for a one month period, you pay absolutely no fees whatsoever on the vault itself. And I mean, that's really just the simplicity of what we're trying to do at Revix, right? We're trying to make, and uh, this is now going into a sales pitch, but what we're trying to do is just make DeFi simple because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was on the show talking about how these yields are actually generated. And it's it's a bit complicated, right? You're talking about sort of uh, earning yield within the DeFi space, utilizing protocols, algorithmic stable coins. I mean, there's a lot of jargon just in what I've said right now, never mind actually executing trades and actually earning the yield. Um, so our job is to make it simple um, and obviously to make it really secure within the crypto space. And that's how, because I mean, you know, folks would think, hang on, if I've got a, a real dollar and I've stuck it in a bank account, heck, I might be lucky to get 1%. This isn't going into bank account. This, is, this has then been used within 
in the DeFi space, and those folks who use it essentially pay pay a a fee to to you who've who've lent it in to that saver. That's exactly it. So I think the most common thing that we're seeing is a lot of people have either made really big uh, crypto gains, in some cases, I guess, crypto losses, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to actually lock in those gains or losses, right, for taxable reasons and other reasons, I suppose. So what they do is they say, okay, right, instead of me selling my Bitcoin, please, can somebody give me dollars? We land up giving them dollars. We take Mm -hmm. their Bitcoin. We over collateralize ourselves by obviously taking far more Bitcoin than the dollars we lend out, and we're able to earn a very good yield. I mean, the 9% that we're currently offering on our USDC, uh, USD C savings vault is going to increase to 12% this Friday. So, I mean, that's 12% on the annualized basis, effectively, you know, just less than a percent a month on a compounded basis. So, I mean, that's a really high yield. And, you know, obviously with a higher yield comes, there's, there's risk, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the risk of crypto. Um, and that's not necessarily the price risk. It's the risk that you are dealing in this nascent market. And, you know, while it's very unlikely, certainly in my opinion, that anything major happens to the Bitcoin blockchain or the Ethereum blockchain, there is still a possibility that sure. something can happen, right? This market's only 13 years old or going on to 13 years mm-hmm. old. So, I mean, that's sort of the risk within the space. Institutions are coming in hard and fast, though, I can tell you. Uh, we've received more institutional interest over the last uh, four and a half months than we've received in the last four years of Revix. Um, so there's a lot of interest in this product in particular, uh, which, you know, I think will over the longer term drive down the yields. Yeah, I was actually reading something on the weekend. Uh, the, the, the 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 pension plan. I can't remember what it's the the IRAs and in four hundred one k plans. That's what in the US. Some of them are now actually bringing crypto into it. Quick last question: the, the yield currently nine, coming up at twelve percent. This is going to be, I imagine, fluctuating. It's it's not a, a, a fixed for the period. It's going to potentially fluctuate over time. At this point, went up. At times, it might it might edge lower. Uh, so we would guarantee that yield for a 30-day period. Mm-hmm. After 30 days, we would have to adjust the yield if the prices have, uh, and the prices being the sort of rates that we're able to earn um, on you, on your cryptocurrency that you're sort of lending to us. Uh, because when you're buying into these vaults, you need to buy USDC. So you can buy into yeah, USDC okay. on the Revix platform, and then you would deposit USDC into one of our savings vaults. Um, and if the rate was to decline over a period, yeah, we unfortunately at the end of the 30-day period would say to you, hey, listen, you can choose to reinvest for another 30 days, but it may be a slightly lower yield. I'm very confident that we'd probably be sitting with the 12% yields for at least the next four months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we can see right now. Okay. We'll leave that there. Uh, Sean Saunders, founder, CEO of Revix. Sean, as always, appreciate the early morning time.